You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a deep look at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort with help from listener Allison, who stayed there for a week with her family in a rented RV. Find old episodes of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can receive bonus content by subscribing at patreon.com slash Disney Decipher. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. I can help you plan your next Disney, Disney Cruise Line, or Universal vacation while saving you money and stress. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have questions for the podcast, email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies, and Leslie is not with me today. She is actually battling a bunch of out-of-staters at Disneyland as we are recording this right now. But I am joined by Allison, a listener who recently stayed at Fort Wilderness, and she had such a unique and fun-sounding experience that uh, I thought it would be great to have her on to talk about it. But Allison, before we get started, number one, thank you so much for coming on. Number two, why don't you just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your Disney background, Uh, Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. I listen every week, so it's so much fun to actually get to talk to you about it. My Disney background is I was originally from Los Angeles, so we grew up as little kids going to Disneyland. And then when I was about six years old, we moved to the East Coast, and that really ended my Disney career until high school when my school band went for a competition. And then weirdly as adults, my husband and I decided that we like Disney World and this is where we want to go when we uh, and take our kids generally. We're like once a year people, I guess at this point, but it seems to be a nice escape for us. So it's been an annual thing at this point. And you are currently in Alabama. Were you generally driving there or flying from Alabama. My geography, not so good. So we typically fly ourselves. I do have friends here in Alabama who will make the drive down. Our kids, I would not say are great in the car. So we just decided it was further than we wanted to deal with, with our kids who are currently four and six. So we uh, usually take a direct flight on Southwest, which has been easy. And so you were there for about a week starting Memorial Day weekend. I remember you telling me why you decided to stay at Fort Wilderness. And I know things are very different now, but I would love for you to just share with us, you know, how did you end up at 
Fort Wilderness and renting an RV, which we'll talk about later. Yes, it is a big departure. We've never, I've never even been in an RV before, let alone stayed in one for a week. I've also never stayed at Disney World for a week before. Our trips tend to be like three or four day trips. So everything about this was different. And the trip actually was booked originally. It was a pandemic trip that was canceled. And when we were trying to figure out when to use kind of the tickets and the reservations that we had, we had initially thought, well, why don't we go during spring break? So March of 2021. And well, we don't want to be in a hotel room because if we're going to be gone that long, it's just for us, it was like, I don't want to be in a small room that long with just the four of us. And we, at the time when we were making these plans, it was probably late summer, early fall of uh, 2020. And, you know, the pandemic was still raging. And we thought being in a small space, we weren't sure how much kind of like public areas in the resorts would really be open at that point. And I had known that there was a campground at Disney. It was not something we'd ever looked into before. And I came up with this idea. I was like, well, but what if we stay in a campground? Because then there's outside space. So, you know, that seems COVID safe. And it also just gives us more actual space to use because then we'd have the space in the, the RV as well as kind of the out, adjacent outdoor space. So we wouldn't feel confined to a hotel room. So we're like, all right let's do this. So we had initially booked the trip and Joe helped us. He was our agent on this, was amazing, helped us uh, book this campsite. And then I work at a university and my university as a COVID precaution ended up canceling spring break. So we're like, okay, guess we're not going in March. So we pushed and it made sense to go when my kids got out of school, Memorial Day week. So that is how we ended up for the first time ever. We've never even been camping before as a family and ended up at the Disney campground for a week in May to June. Yeah. So I definitely Definitely want to get to the RV and what all that was like. I too have never spent any time in an RV, but you were on Fort Wilderness Campground and I know it's a very popular resort and area for people who are not familiar with it. Just in general, like what is Fort Wilderness? And my impression is that it's like a campground. There are some cabins, but also there are places where you can set up a tent or, you know, an RV like you have, but it's like very expansive and it seems like a really big place. But tell us a little bit about what Fort Wilderness is and what's it all about. That's pretty spot on. So I should say I have no real comparisons other than camping I did when I was in Girl Scouts like 30 years ago, but it's a huge, huge campground. And like you said, there are certain, so it's divided into what Disney calls loops and they're all numbered and so some of the loops are cabins that are kind of freestanding structures and you would you know stay at them and book them the same way that you would book any other hotel accommodation at Disney and then the other loops are places where you can either park an RV or or literally pitch a tent. And there were people we saw who were tent camping, which I just thought was amazingly brave during all the rain and things. So you can, depending on what your preference is, either book a cabin directly or you can, you know, set up your RV, set up your tent, whatever it is. And it is quite large. I think that from check-in like at the main like front reception area to all the way down to the back. So like a straight shot through the middle of it. I want to say, I didn't measure it, but I want to say it was like a mile or so. Because the first day that we checked in, we walked all the way down um, because that's where all the restaurants are while we were waiting for our RV to get set up and before we had our golf cart. Uh, So it's really big and then it's quite wide as well. We rode around a lot while we were there, which is really fun and we can talk more about that. Uh, But it's really huge and 
there's a lot of different activities that they have on site there. There's like legends of people who live there for very extended periods of time. We talked to a few couples who would go down for, you know, three, four weeks at a time. So you get, it's it's definitely a different type of, I think, Disney visitor or clientele than come in and stay at, you know, like the Polynesian for three days or something. Yeah, Leslie. <laughs> but um, location-wise... It is near the Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yes. I am assuming it's like kind of close to Wilderness Lodge. So it's pretty close. And there are boats, right, from Fort Wilderness to the Magic Kingdom? That's right. Yeah. So the primary transportation right now from Fort Wilderness to the Magic Kingdom, it is considered a Magic Kingdom area resort, is you can take a boat directly. They also are running a bus service uh, to the Magic Kingdom. And then for all of the other parks, it would be a bus service. One afternoon, we took a bus back from Magic Kingdom to the resort and the road that it goes on goes by the uh, Wilderness Lodge. So you can see it. And I believe that it used to be the case that there was a walking path that you could take directly from Fort Wilderness to the Wilderness Lodge. But then because of the construction for reflections, that's no longer walkable. And I don't know if that means they're going to open it up in light of not doing work on reflections or whatever's going to happen to that land. But they're very close proximity. And I've stayed at Wilderness Lodge before and there have been at least when I've stayed at Wilderness Lodge boats that run from Fort Wilderness to Wilderness Lodge so those resorts uh, are very easy to get back and forth between each other. All right so let's talk about the golf carts because I really want to know about this. So everyone who stays at Fort Wilderness says you should really rent a golf cart. It's so expensive. It's a great way to get around. Now, where's the golf cart rental? Is it like near the front desk? And is it something that you need to reserve in advance? So we rented our golf cart from the same company that we rented the RV from. So it was kind of just delivered to us all included. And part of that was just ease because they were already setting up our RV, but I also had priced it out and it, the daily rate was a little lower to do it through the company that we rented from. If I can interrupt you for a second. So Disney allows you to use off-market golf carts. Yes. You, know, you can bring your own golf cart from home if you wanted. Oh, people definitely brought their own golf carts from home because we saw amazing decorations on golf carts. Like one of the golf carts was decorated like Mater from the Cars series. There were some that were decorated like different, just they were, and some are huge. Like I've seen you know, the golf cart, the minivan version of a golf cart essentially that fits so many people. And then there's the standard Disney one and they all have the same paint job. So they look alike, but those you can rent directly from the reception area at Disney. And there's a sign up that they have that says like you can make inquiries about golf carts, but they also put up a sign when they say there's none available. What I have heard is that if you do intend to rent from Disney to definitely like get in touch right away, I'm not sure if it's something you can book in advance or it's a first come first serve, but I would say definitely get a golf cart. I think they're really convenient, but even more than that, they're fun. I was asking my kids like what are your highlights from that week you know what did you enjoy and my six-year-old was like I really liked riding the golf cart around so it's just a lot of fun and people go looping where they ride their golf carts like around the different loops and just see all the decorations that people have up because it's it's a very well decorated area people really make it feel like home for themselves and it's just a lot of fun just cruising in your golf cart that's right I, I hear in during Christmas it's really the time to go looping. That's what I have heard. And um, Halloween, I understand as well, because people like the campers themselves. So the people who are just staying there will set up like trick or treating for children who are at the resort too. In terms of traffic and golf carts, like is it uh, the Wild West or is it 
you know, generally people are pretty good about driving on the right side of the road, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was honestly fine. The traffic, I think the speed limit there is like 20 miles an hour for the cars. And so I never felt like it was an issue. And honestly, the golf carts outnumber the cars there anyway. So it's pretty uh, brush up on your hand signals. I was like trying to remember what left and right are when I'm signaling because there's there's no you know signal light on the car itself. So as long as you you know kind of remember that, give people some advance notice that you're about to make a sharp turn, you should be in good shape. Amazing. I want to talk a little bit. I mean, normally we talk about room types at resorts. Now there are the cabins, which are cabins that can fit i think at least six adults and they're pretty big and i think those are actually considered like a moderate but other than that all the room types are really just spots to set up your tent or your camper or your rv now if i recall correctly we booked a premium meadow site which i think is the nicest that there is did you get any impression of what the different i guess camper types uh setups were Within the campsites, there's four different classes that vary in price based on the size of the site itself. And then more than anything, I think the location of it uh, relative to the amenities at Fort Wilderness. So there's, I think they have a full hookup, which is generally not as close to other things and smaller than some of the other campsites. So it really depends on how big your RV is or kind of what, what your setup is going to be. There's preferred campsites and those are, I think, generally located near the boat launch to the Magic Kingdom and near Pioneer Hall, like where they do hoop doo review and things. And then there's premium sites with are larger and like sort of close to the central location, which is where they have the Meadows Trading Post and the pool and the campsite where they do the movies at night and the bike barn where you can rent things and kayaks. And then there's Meadows Premium, which are, I think, the same size, uh, but closer to the Meadows area and the pool and the bike barn. Honestly, I would say that like, size is one thing. I think if you have a large RV, then you just need a plot of a certain size. Location, I think that the difference between Meadows Premium and Premium probably matters to some people. I think if you have a golf cart, it's really kind of a low impact difference because yes, it's really a large area, but the golf cart gets you anywhere you need to be so quickly that you're talking about at that point, probably only a few minutes more. We were in a Meadows Premium site. We were in the 800 loop and we could get anywhere we needed to be, whether that was the front of the park or the, or the campsite or the back of it. And it wasn't a big deal. So you rented an RV and I was, I guess it makes total sense, but I had no idea. You can rent an RV from a third party. I don't think Disney rents their own RVs, although maybe they should get into that business. Yeah. But actually, if, if it made them enough money, they, they probably know that it doesn't make them enough money and that's why they're not in that business. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your experience renting an RV from another site and you know what was it like with the setup and all that i know you got in really early in the morning to check in so tell us a little bit about that experience sure so as i said never even been in an rv before so i was excited but i was also slightly nervous about like thinking about basically all the ways that it could go wrong <laughs> so we rented from a company called kissimmee orlando rv rental and they i'm sure honestly there's probably multiple companies that do this but we worked with them and i will just say they could not have made the experience 
any easier. They were so nice, so patient with me because I had a million questions about like, well, how do you do this with the RV? Or am I going to have to worry about, you know, septic and what does that mean and all of these things. And they were really communicative throughout the process, really responsive to email, which I just really appreciate. So I went to their website and basically looked at their inventory of campers that they have available specifically Fort Wilderness. So they have a page on their site for that. And then I, it was important to us for our family to get an RV that would kind of give everyone space so that we could sleep well and just have space to spread out. So we rented an RV that had two bedrooms, kind of a a master bedroom on one end and then a bunk room on the other end for the kids. And they Basically, the what the rental company had said to us was once you find out what your plot number is or like what your campsite number is, just call us, let us know, and we will make sure that it is set up at your campsite for you. They let me know that the typical delivery and setup window is between like 2.30 and maybe 4. I forget exactly. But they said, you know, if you get in early, if you find out what it is earlier in the day, like call us and we'll get out as soon as we can because we're kind of making deliveries to the area all day. So we got to Fort Wilderness, I want to say around 11 or noon maybe. And I went to the main check-in site because I had never been there before. And Disney was super nice. I said, you know, we're here. We know we're early. And they just said, they brought out a map and said, here are all our available Uh, campsites in the class that you had rented where do you want to be and I said well I don't you know I don't know and they helped me think about like what I wanted and everything and so we just picked a site and then I called over to this third party I said great we have the site this is the number and they said okay you know we're gonna send someone over I think you have the option with at least this company of them setting it up and you can just show up later you never actually have to interact with another person but for me because we'd never stayed in an RV before and I kind of wanted I said to them, you know, can you offer a tutorial just so that we can make sure we're operating it appropriately and knew how to use like the water stuff and all that. So they came and they met us at the camper, walked us through everything and it was just incredibly easy. And then at the end, we, when we checked out a week later, we cleaned everything up. I mean, we just swept it clean and then left the keys in it, closed the door and then they came and picked it up later. So it was really easy. I would never, for me personally, want to drive an RV anywhere. I was not brave enough to do that. So it made it very easy that it was just kind of there planted and all we had to do was show up. And so when you talk to them and ask them about how the RV works and stuff like that, I assume it's set up in a way, even over the course of a week, they didn't need to come back and do anything with the septic or I, I know there's like brown water or gray water. I don't know. There's all these, you know, people really got into RVing during the pandemic. So I've heard these terms fly around, but I don't know exactly what they mean. But bottom line, you didn't really have to worry about any of that. Not really. I mean, I flat out told my husband I was not dealing with any of that. that and he was like, no, 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 I'll take care of it. Um, so we really didn't have an issue. The biggest thing that I was worried about was were we going to be limited in how much water we could use in it? Because were we going to be pulling water like for cooking or for showering or, you know, to flush the toilet out of a water tank? But what's really great is that the campsites themselves, you're tapped into the city line. So it's like using the sink anywhere else. You don't have to worry about, oh, I only have 
have, you know, a hundred gallons of water and I have to think, you know, I'm going to have to reload if I go through it or something. That's a complete non-issue. So I think one day my husband, because we were there for a week, did like something with the septic, but he said it was super easy and the gentleman from the rental company showed him how to do it. And so it was nothing hard. And they were very good about saying like, look, if there's a problem or if you don't know what to do, just call us. We're out there all the time anyway. We can easily help. But if two people who have never even set foot in an RV can do it, then I promise anyone can do it. All right. So tell us what is living in an RV like? You know, tell us a little bit about that RV life. The RV life. Are you addicted now? (laughs) I know. I said to my husband, I was like, is this a preview of our retirement? Are we just going to be those people that travel the country in an RV? I don't think we're there yet, but I did enjoy it. And I was really nervous going into it that it was either going to be, it was going to be amazing or it was going to be this horrible thing that we just look back on and with regret. But it turned out to be great. I think one of the things that we really liked about it in addition to having space for everyone to kind of spread out was we liked cooking and that was a big thing for us especially being at a theme park for a week I kind of burned out on theme park food after a few days just and so it was really nice we had all our groceries delivered and we were just cooking in the RV both we did some cooking that involved the stove in the RV but we actually tried to use the grill our RV came with an outdoor cooking station or had an outdoor cooking station so we predominantly used that to just cook outside and And it meant that the kids were outside a lot more, which was really nice. Like they were playing like it's not the woods or anything, but there's like a wooded area. So they were outside collecting pine cones while we were cooking or grilling and there was an outdoor TV and it very much felt like you had an outdoor living room in that way. So that part was quite relaxing and I mean, it's camping. I would definitely say this is not like, you know, it was like being at the Grand Floridian with a little bit more trees. Like, that's not what it was. But it was very comfortable. The AC worked really well. Like, we had, the bed was comfortable. I did ask my husband because he's six feet and it was a clean bed. And, and it's tight. It's compact. And he said that it was fine for him. But that if you're taller to definitely double check on the measurements of the beds because it is a compact space. So you want to make make sure that it's actually going to be comfortable. But I liked it a lot because it pushed the kids outside more than I think we would have been if we had were using our downtime in just a hotel room. And how did the kids like bunking and bunk Loved beds? it. He, they were just thought it was so much fun and special. And my six-year-old got to sleep in a top bunk. So, you know, his greatest dreams were achieved. But it, they, they had a great time. And I think they liked having... <laughs> I think if they felt like they had a little bit of freedom because they could go inside or outside and as long as they were kind of playing in the general area, we were totally fine with it. We're the type of Disney people who will get up and rope drop and then come back from the parks midday to let, especially for let the kids take a nap or just everyone recharge their batteries and then go back. And we were able to do that and they slept, like took naps every day in the camper and then we would, on the days we went to the parks, and then we would go back into the parks and stay until closing. And one thing that was an unexpected expected benefit from this trip was because we stayed a week, which we've never done before. Usually when we're going for just a few days, we're in the parks every day and we're rope dropping every day. And it becomes, at least for us, a little bit exhausting. And it's one of those, I need a vacation from the vacation. And this one, because we were going for a longer period of time and we knew that there was a lot to do in Fort Wilderness, we would do a day at the parks where we would rope drop, midday break, go back and close the park. And then the next day we would just have a complete off day. So we would just go swimming or, you know, go looping, do whatever, hang out. And then the next day, so it was every other day we were going to the parks and 
that rhythm helped I think it definitely helped me, but I, it seemed to work well for the kids too. So with all the cooking, what did you do for groceries? I think you sent me a note that you used, did you use Prime Delivery? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we used Amazon Prime Delivery just because I have a Prime membership and they give you free delivery in a two-hour window. So, I mean, we got a Whole Foods delivery and I went and met the delivery person and I had the golf cart and he brought out all the groceries and I just loaded up the golf cart and drove back and it felt like I'd done a big shopping trip. That's awesome. It was cool. Great. Let's uh, talk about Fort Wilderness itself. You know, you've talked about the, you've mentioned that there's a pool, but it sounds like there's a lot of different amenities and activities and things to do, both Disney provided and non-Disney provided, like guest provided. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what there is to do at Fort Wilderness. It sounds like you had a lot of fun on your off days from the parks. Yeah. And I think we barely scratched the surface, to be honest, but we just spent a lot of time at the pools kind of following the kids lead. Uh, so there is a pool. It's a standard Disney pool. It has a water slide. One thing I will note, because we were surprised about this when we got there the first time is unlike every other resort pool, at least that I've been to at Disney World, at Fort Wilderness, you do need to bring your own towels. So I got there and was immediately like, okay, where's the towel station so we can, you know, put them on our loungers and was told, oh no, this is a resort where you bring your own and I think that's because everyone is either staying in the cabins which they must provide and then or just in your own RV where you're bringing your own stuff that wasn't an issue for us because the RV company that we rented from stocked enough towels in the RV that there were more than enough for showering as well as using the pool but that's just something to note so but you know water slide hot tub all that stuff a children's pool splash pad area there's bike rentals there's they do movie nights the way they do at a lot of other places. We didn't make it to one actually because I think the one night we meant to go, it was raining. So we ended up having an, an indoor movie night. Uh, but I think they do s'mores and traditionally, I don't know about during COVID, but usually like Chip and Dale come to that movie night as well, which my kids would have liked, but another time. There's different horse activities. So they have the Tri-Circle D Ranch where they do pony rides. And then for older children, none of my kids are old enough for this yet, but they do trail rides for older kids or you know older kids and adults there's also walking paths kayak rentals you can go fishing and that's all the stuff i'd say disney provides there's probably even more but those are the big ones one thing that stood out to me a lot about fort wilderness is that the guests or the campers who stay there are very if disney is its own culture fort wilderness folks and diehards are like a subculture within the culture there's a lot of facebook groups about people who have different stuff going on at Fort Wilderness, which I thought was really cool and I knew going into it. But I didn't know until someone told me that they do scavenger hunts at Fort Wilderness. Like folks who are staying there will bring like toys and things like small things and they'll post a picture of it and post it on this Facebook group and say like it's hidden somewhere you know I've just hidden like a Mickey stuffed animal or a coloring book or whatever it is and so one day my daughter and I were walking around and she found one of these like scav hunt items it was in a gallon ziploc bag and it was like a sticker book and she you know was delighted that there was just treasure around for her to find and one of the other things that Fort Wilderness has which I think is wonderful and my kids got a lot out of is playgrounds so there's a few playgrounds scattered around the park there's also a dog park and the largest playground is near the beach where the boat to the Magic Kingdom goes and kind of where the electrical water pageant comes by and so my kids loved that playground and we would often go there and in the evenings or at, even after closing the parks they would go run around for a while and there were people there who would just like passing out 
like this one woman had bought, she said a package of 300 glow sticks, like in advance of this trip to distribute to children at Fort Wilderness, like came into it knowing that. And she was passing out glow sticks to my kids and all the other kids playing. And my son is still talking about that and how much he likes glow sticks. So it's just, I think people, it feels more like neighbors than it does other people at a hotel. Like I don't go to like, you know, Hyatt and think like, oh, this is my neighbor now. But it definitely felt more community based at Fort Wilderness. And you also mentioned by that aforementioned playground, there's a bar nearby for parents, which does seem like a good business decision on Disney's part. Absolutely. Yeah. So that the largest playground there is at the settlement trading post. So that's at the far end of Fort Wilderness. So you have the boat launch and the beach over there. And then it's also like on one side is the settlement trading post area, which is one of their like shopping areas. So there's two in Fort Wilderness, I think the settlement one and then the meadows. And then on the other side is kind of all the restaurants. So you have the building where they do hoop-de-doo review, which is obviously on hiatus right now. But then you have the P&J's takeout, which you can mobile order from really convenient. There's Trails and Restaurant. I think that's COVID closed right now, but I'm sure we'll come back soon. And then as you mentioned, there's Crockett's Tavern, which has like a drive-through window or walk-through window. And you can just go up to this window, you can order your drinks, and then they have a light bar menu. And there were so many. We were parents, us included, who would go like get a drink and go sit at one of the picnic tables or benches while all the children were just, you know, running around having their baby rave at the playground with their glow sticks. And yeah, I don't know why more playgrounds don't have like bars adjacent to them. This seems genius. There's probably there's probably good reasons for that. <laughs> also I, I just uh almost did a literal spit take on the baby rave. So quality quality work right there. <laughs> I think also, isn't there a Mickey's barbecue that's also not open right now that they have like by a campfire? Is that at Fort Wilderness? I heard that that had closed when they started Reflections, but I'm not 100% sure. I had read about that a while ago because that had seemed more accessible for my kids than Hoop-Dee-Doo Review because I don't think my kids would sit through it, um, but I don't think they're operating it or I think it even stopped pre-COVID. Yeah. And then Hoop-Dee-Doo Review, of course, is not operating right now. I know a lot of people are waiting for that to come back. Well, Fort Wilderness sounds great, but is there anything else we missed before we kind of close things up here? Those are, I think, the high points. It was... It was delightful. We would definitely do it again. And I say this as people who have never, at least the four of us have never camped together. And it we've was now done it once. We've now done it once. Yes. And I think we would do it again. It was, it was really nice. It was easy. I had worried about it being challenging, but we even did laundry while we were there. They have comfort stations in most of the loops and, you know, with showers and laundry machines. And it just made things really easy so if you're even a little bit thinking about it i would say give it a go could you shower in your own rv like did your rv come with a shower our rv did come with a shower it was compact if you've ever it was bigger than a train shower but not by a whole much my husband did it that's exclusively where he showered and the kids showered in there i showered in the comfort station which i would equate to like a crunch gym. So like a, a gym, not a luxury gym, like an Equinox, but like a decent gym. It was very clean and the water pressure was fine. But 
maybe next time I'll try showering in the RV itself. <laughs> planet Fitness. Planet Fitness. That's exactly it. That is like if you have showered in a Planet Fitness, then you have essentially showered in a Disney comfort station. All right. So we haven't done one of these uh, resort reviews in a long time. But Leslie and I, when we we're doing them, we'd like to talk about who or what type of person might enjoy staying at Fort Wilderness and maybe who should avoid it. So, you know, what do you think in terms of who would you recommend it for? Who would you say maybe should take a pass? I would say if you are considering a longer stay and if you are interested in doing things outside of the parks, that would be something to consider. And if you're someone who would like to do more of your own food preparation, then I would 100% recommend it. I think if you are the type of Disney traveler where it's like parks all day, every day, that's all that we're there for. Or if you're someone who is just looking for more luxury accommodations, probably give it a pass. I mean, it is camping, but depending on the RV you rent, or if you own one, that is within your control. So you can kind of go as as glamping as you want on that end, depending on who you were to rent from or what you're bringing with you. But yeah, I'd say longer stays and folks who want to do some activities outside the parks. Yeah, and I've looked at the cabins before. They seem a little rustic. They're not necessarily, again, glamorous. We're not talking the grand flow like you mentioned, but it does seem like a good place to one, have a lot of people, but two, also just if you do not want to camp, still experience the Fort Wilderness experience. Absolutely. And that's something that we would definitely look into. I think the only reason we didn't do it on this trip is that I was nervous about sharing a room with the kids because the way that those are set up is the bedroom has a queen bed and the bunk beds are in one space. And then the couch in the living room is a fold out. And for us, it I was just worried that they wouldn't sleep well, really my daughter, that she needed to be kind of separate. So Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. So uh, as you know, we always like to end with a Disney do or don't. So do you have a Disney do or don't for us, Allison? I think my Disney do, because I used to be someone who only came to Disney for the parks and never really considered any other part of kind of the sprawling Disney complex, I would say do consider activities outside of the parks. There is so much to do without even passing through kind of the tap style that can be explored. And those are some of the highlights for our family and definitely the things my kids are talking about even more than some of the rides. It's great to hear. Allison, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about Fort Wilderness. I really feel like I learned a lot. I definitely think it sounds like something that my kids would really love, even if my wife and I might... Uh, not actually my wife always says that she wants to go camping so maybe this is how we finally... time to call her bluff no <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah good point um, can you mention the name of the rv company one more time yes so we had rented from kissimmee orlando rv rental and i had read a review online like just a website that i found um talking about their experience renting from them and they were so nice. I am 100% not being paid to say this. They just made it really easy and you know answered all my weird questions I had about insurance if something breaks in the RV and they were and they have a whole menu of things that you can rent. So we rented the RV, we rented a golf cart. We also rented 
a cornhole game or bags, I guess, depending on what part of the country you're from. Uh, and next time we said, if we were going to do this again, we would a hundred percent rent a fire pit from them as well. Cause you can bring fire pits to Fort wilderness, but they have to be certain models or approved. And, uh, this company stocks those. So I would look into those. They rent bicycles. If that's something you're interested in, there are a lot of families biking. It looks fun. Well, thank you so much again, Allison. I really appreciate it. It sounds like you had a great time and hopefully those of you who are listening, take a look at Fort Wilderness next time you're thinking of planning a long Disney vacation. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Take care, everybody.